want to thank all of our listeners for several years of dedicated and loyal listening throughout the Halo Talks 400 podcast completed to date. We're going to 1,000 by 2024. If you're so inclined, we'd love to have you go to iTunes for us, fill out a review so we can keep this podcast rolling globally. We are now on Chartable's top lists and moving up the charts. Also, if you want to educate yourself in the new year, please go to thehaloacademy.com. Take a look at what we've done with 150 executives in the Halo sector to get them smarter, get them prepared for capital raises, and also more winning. Thanks. Have a great season. Let's go. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I am on location, San Diego. We are talking to Blake. You're going to hear about One Up. That is spelled W-U-N-U-P. We're going to talk about the gamification. We're going to talk about peer-to-peer. We're going to talk about starting up a new company post-COVID, post-Silicon Valley Bank, post-Ursa, launching in 30 days. Blake, tell us why you went on this entrepreneurial venture and where we're going with it. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate you having me. So right now, yeah, we're in the development stage. Uh, We're about a month out. And really the genesis of this came from always wanting to improve processes. From a very early age, I was always interested in either commercials and understanding why I enjoyed it or why it could be better. And I think that really translated into um, where at school I wanted to learn more about processes and the analysis of, of different um, you know, uh, projects. And so I got involved in data science. And I thought that being able to understand and be in the mud, I guess, of understanding why things work, how they work, um, was very valuable. And that took me to Nike, where I was working as a data analyst and um, putting together, you know, uh, basically from the ground up, putting together different data structures, um, understanding the governance levels of it. But overall... Tell, tell me what that means. Yeah, so basically uh, we would oversee um, the customer and vendor location on a global scale and we would make sure that all of that data was relevant, it was consistent, it was trusted, and um, understanding a lot of those protocols in between. But also it allowed me to work with you know architectures and engineers and um, a lot of different people. And, uh, but it still wasn't where I wanted to be. And I was using that as a segue into ultimately creating my own company and being able to tell the story of athletes. Um, and so that got me to a senior uh, director position within the global operations team where I was really able to oversee all, all of the global communications coming in and out. And it was a challenge for me because as I was going through this and I was understanding kind of how we were helping on a global scale, I was also trying to make sure that I was you know, being fit and I was keeping my, myself healthy as well. So one way we would do it is um, accountability. <coughs> And it was through friends doing, you know, um, different challenges. And, and basically, we would just be using one up or sorry, be using Venmo. Um, and I was gifted an Apple Watch and I was doing these challenges and it was getting pretty late at night thinking, um, really competing for Chick-fil-A and bragging rights at this point. Like, is there anything else out there? And there really wasn't. Um, and so from that point, mm-hmm. we really just kind of started. So and- how, how many years did you work at Nike? Two. Two years. Yep. So I, I worked in investment banking for for three years before going back to business school. And I feel like I, you know, I basically got an education at my first job. So how important was the Nike culture, the DNA, the competitiveness, the fact that you're, you know, kind of on the pulse of, of, you know, 
big ideas and, and big things and not they're not afraid of innovation. Yeah. How how did that kind of help you or maybe give you even more confidence to say, okay, I spent two years here, I kind of been a been a sponge. Um, mm -hmm. I see how things work. Yep. So maybe talk about that because I think some entrepreneurs come out and they just like shoot right into entrepreneurship and it's like take a little time and like figure out how other people do things and that might be a way for you to not hit the you know the third rail. Yeah, I know, 100%. Um, basically what Nike allowed me to see at a young age was that there's two types of companies. There's companies where people come motivated to work and there's companies where you have to motivate your employees. And I knew from day one that that was not the company that I wanted to start. And so the one that I wanted was people are fired up, people are engaged. And uh, to be able to work alongside people from various different backgrounds, that was another piece too that I learned that Nike doesn't necessarily hire people that have a Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour background. They're from Disney, they're from Starbucks, they're from Nordstrom because they have these vast uh, objective um, backgrounds that are able to create a better product that's um, ultimately better for for people. Right. So um, that was that was the first part, and then the uh, the second part was understanding what it looks like at the highest level, what um, excellence looks like what uh, execution looks like, and then being able to parlay that into an industry that doesn't necessarily exist. I think the biggest thing that I've learned at this point was honestly, like, you just kind of have to start. But that doesn't mean jump in right away and put all your savings into one basket. That means start to look at a market, start to ask people questions. Don't be too scared to, you know, follow into uh, what you actually want to do. Um, and I think through that, that was something that while I was with Nike, I was able to, you know, have a paying job and then also pursue this on the side. But I had no idea how, you know, find a development company. I had no idea how to find marketing, put together a campaign. Um, sure. And now at this point, I've, I've really crossed a lot of those different hurdles. But at the same time, though they were hurdles, they were challenges in my perspective. And things, like you said earlier, it's tuition. It's just learning from the past. So, right. yeah. you know, when you take a look at, um, well, describe exactly what, what one up is going to do that's in beta right now by the way for our listeners um and then i want to talk about a couple of nuances on how it could be potentially applied yeah so one up is a connected fitness company that specializes within gamification and what makes us different from um, anybody else out there is that we actually allow users to wager with your own money as a reward versus filling up your rings or uh you know being the leader on a scoreboard or something like that so and I can go into how it works or. Yeah, go give, give us another layer of, of you know, so you, yeah. the three of us decide we want to, yeah. you know, place a, a fitness bet. So yep. tell you, me and Noah. Yep. So basically away. how that's going to work is that after you've onboarded, it's going to link up to your Apple Health. So that means anything that links into Apple Health, not just your watch, Strava, um, you know, a lot of these other devices. Yep. And then from that point, we'll link, you'll go into and create a Stripe account and you'll be able to transfer money from your bank account into the OneUp account through Stripe. And after you finish those two things to actually create the challenge, you would simply go in, you would click the activity. So it's gonna be run, walk, cycling, swimming, or just an other meaning calories. The next one is what is the duration? Is it gonna be starting right now for the next 15 minutes? Or is this something that's gonna be going on for the next month because we know that we're gonna try and keep each other accountable because maybe somebody has a wedding coming up or they're trying to lose weight for the summer. And then the third piece is you're gonna put in the actual wager. Is it $15, is it 30? And then finally the fourth one is who's all gonna be invited to it. After, yeah. Okay, so let's say, let's say uh, the three of us, you, know, you went on this bet by the way? He said yes. 
<laughs> All right, so we're gonna bet fifteen dollars, and give us a give. What, what's the what's the task? Yeah. So the premise would be, all right, for let's say for the next two days, who can hit a thousand calories for each day faster? Each day. Okay. Yep. You in? You in? All yeah. right, I'm in. All right. Okay. So we're all we're all spending fifteen dollars. So now before the bet mm -hmm. is like solidified, mm -hmm. sixty uh, forty five dollars is going into the one up account, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So that's gonna sit up there. Yep. And does it have a timer that says this is when the task is closed, or this is when the event ends, or this is when the challenge ends? There's a timer when it begins and when it ends. Okay, timer when it begins and ends. Yep. And then it's automatically pulling from each of our Apple devices in this instance based on the data point that it was it is asked to track. Is that correct? That's correct. And you're you're able to API into that. Yep. yep. It's like open. You don't have to pay for that, or you do. Um, no, that one's open with so our developers. Open. Yep. Got it. Okay. So at that point, everything ends. It says Noah did 2,100 calories. I did 2,010, and you did 2,300. So you'd win. And then when would the money show up in your account? And what does it show up in your Stripe account? It shows up in your One Up account. It shows up in your One Up account right afterwards. So. People aren't gonna cash that out all the time because why not? Because we're just gonna because I'm a gambling fiend and I want to like challenge people and it's not I don't want to challenge you like how many shots te tequila can you do? I'd rather challenge you on my strength um, and that's where probably things are going in the future anyway. Mm -hmm. So the question is, as I keep money up in that account, what are you allowed to do with that money? Are you basically like a bank? Yeah, so when it's sitting in your your wallet right. right now, it'll just be sitting there. But in the future, um, we have plans to allow users to do more things with it um, instead of just leave it in their account. But the other option is is that you'd be able to actually take it from your one up account and transfer it into your physical. And bank then you would account. get like like Venmo, you charge like a two percent download fee or yep. the instant transfer fee. Yep, we're working those things out right now to see if that's the best way to go. Would you? So you're gonna you're basically gonna build a consumer brand. Yep. With W U N U P, mm -hmm. uh, do you do you envision? There are already challenges going on right now. So, mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm uh, you know, you heard of Cycle for Survival? Yes, I've heard of it. Okay, so obviously it's charity, raised over two hundred fifty million dollars for uh, rare cancer research. Hundred percent of proceeds go. I could see people saying, hey, I'll bet you for another 100 bucks, like, let's see how many miles you ride, and we'll just donate all of it to, to charity. But I'll just kind of, like, re-ante up on, on the, the, the charity event. Yep. But in those cases, you're going to have to partner up with established competitions that are already going on, which probably would be a really – probably be an easier entry point than creating just a consumer brand hoping that the three of us kind of find it. Like, let's say – I was, uh, let's say the three of us were doing a uh, Spartan race, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. And you had a, a partnership with Spartan that says, hey, I want to promote one up and we're going to do like side, you know, gamification and, and bets. Some of that goes to charity. Do you think that you're going to have an issue with um, people thinking like, yo, there's enough gambling going on? Or is there a slant to say like 10% of everything that we do here automatically goes to charity and maybe that's a way to kind of like Muzzle? Is yeah. that the right term? Yeah. So I want to see what's a nice term for muzzling people? <laughs> Allaying their concerns, leapfrogging their their discontent. 
So what I, would you say? Give me something good. Yeah, you, went yeah, to, yeah. you went to Crichton. Dude. You got a good <laughs> vocabulary. So I would say right off of the bat that it's a distinction and there is a negative connotation towards it. And it, yeah. there could be if you don't understand a ton about it. And that's completely like the skills, um, you know, the skills gaming and the skills world is definitely newer. So the difference between what we're doing and what gambling is, is that there's three versions. So there's prize, consideration, and chance. And if all three of those are met, it's considered gambling. What we do is we take out the chance because the only way that you can put money into the challenge is if you are the one that's physically doing the work. So in this, or an example would be if a professional athlete has a better game based off of you know salary bonus, there's no difference of, of what we're doing and what that is. It's just a reward. Explain that to me again. So... The the, ch- the, the the chance has been taken out of the equation because why isn't there a chance that one of the three of us win? Because it's based off of skill and preparation and okay. work ethic instead of uh, I'm going to put money on you versus somebody else gotcha, and I'm not gotcha. actually in the event. So so if we bet, yeah. the three of us, we basically have to bet on, on ourselves. That's I can't exactly bet on you. Exactly. And what if we got other people that was hanging around, be like, "Dude, I'm not doing that bet, but I'll I'll put a hundred bucks on Blake." Then that would be considered that would be gambling. considered gambling. Yep. But there uh, are ways that you can still engage with people that are not in the challenge, but without actually putting up money. And that's what if a hundred percent of that guy's proceeds went to a donation? Is that considered gambling? And does that or does that take away? It's gambling. <laughs> like it's like. There used to be this thing called Bowling for Dollars. Do you ever watch this on Channel 9, WOR? Saturday mornings at like 10 a.m. Okay. And it would just be bowling for dollars, and they would, I think they would give everything to charity. So it was they were gambling. It was based on skill. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just wondering how I could get as much, <laughs> as many people like in on this bet. I don't know if I told you this during COVID. I was, I was thinking we could do... Uh, there's no gambling. There's nothing going on. I was thinking about like the deli- delimp- uh, delivery Olympics. So you'd be able to bet on your delivery guy how quickly he got to your house. But then I think there might be a safety issue with that. If some guy got sideswiped, he'd be like, it's going too fast. It's trying to win my bet as the jockey. So as you think about all the nuances of this, yeah. what gives you the validation? Are you, you and your buddies do this a lot? A lot of your friends do it. Is there like fraternity rivalries that could be like fostered through this because it's basically like anything you want to bet on yeah that's based on your skill we want to play backgammon yeah i'll bet five bucks instead of me taking five bucks i'd be like dude just put on one up yeah so is that the idea there's yeah so there are things and i mean you could say with my own world and friends and family that do it but the reality is is that it's much bigger because you have apple that has seven day challenges you have strava that has group challenges you have um, you know, people, when you're playing pickleball or you are already engaging in some of these workouts that people are saying, you know, let's do this, let's put money on it. And it's not necessarily in a negative way. It's just to make things more fun. Right. It, well, look, I think a lot of people are motivated. Like, look, yeah. there's some of my friends, like, if they're not gambling, like, they're not interested, you know? Gotcha. If they're not, if they don't have a fantasy player on the team, they don't care, you know? So I, I, I get the mentality And what we want of it. Yeah. And I think what, and what we want to do is we just want to be able to say, here's the platform and we want to democratize it to everybody else so an example of skill is or uh, of one versus one or group challenges if it's a group challenge it'll really come down to you know three different versions of how you want to be able to divvy out the money and so being able to allow people to just say like okay here's my friends here's my own cash here's my own time 
am going to be able to create this however I want. Mm. And then from there, you're actually gaining or you're losing cash based yeah. off of, you know, how it works out. But um, yeah, it, it, we're starting. Yeah, the health and wellness industry is definitely one that has a lot of promise. And, um, you know, we've we've talked to a lot of different people inside the industry and feel that this is the best place to start with it. Um, but really want to open it up to, um, you know, anybody and anybody who is interested in, in getting into it seems like competition. In, in the Halo sector, I would say that the competitions that are already going on right now is probably like your first mover advantage. Mm -hmm. Because I think that anybody that is already going to a 5K obstacle course race, Spartan race, you know, ninja, whatever, um, that to me, I wonder why, why can't it be a gambling site? Why can't I say I'm going to pick that guy? It could be like, do, do, wait, what do they do in Vegas right now? With do they have like a, like American Ninja Warrior as yeah. an example? Is there a betting thing on? Do they bet on those people? I'm assuming <laughs> they do, don't they? Yeah, there there's betting for pretty much everything. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm basically taking the idea of betting to a localized market with only the participants that are inside mm -hmm. bet, and hopefully what it's going to do, it's going to motivate people to complete whatever the task is even yeah. if they don't win at least they're going to give it their all which in turn is going to have them burn more calories lose more weight maybe donate some of that money mm -hmm. and um everyone wins because i actually put in effort yeah so and the way that, that you just described is the user experience that currently exists but how you get there is you have you have to have an Apple Watch, then you have to use Venmo, then you have to find the time to do it with right. us. Exactly. We're really breaking all of that down, and we're allowing people to just say, okay, so we're going to consolidate everything into one place, and we're not going to say it's a seven-day challenge. You create a different type of challenge, and now you can do it off of steps, you can do it off of distance, you can I do it off you. of time. So it's just kind of it's definitely in the early stages of of where it's going to go, but. Um, that's that's where the thought process is now and just to make sure that we give the most frictionless and easy user experience possible all right so um you're gonna be launching uh, give us a date so we can get this podcast out you know like in time for the launch when is that gonna be yeah so as you know with development it can be a little bit here and there but um the target date right now is april 18th um but you can go on the website www.oneup.app um, and sign up for the waitlist now and we'll notify you right away when it's ready to go. Awesome. So, um, you know, in closing here, you got any quotes or, you know, this is like your first entrepreneurial venture. Um, how, how do you feel it's going? Uh, what are things that frustrate you and what are some things that have advice that you would give to people that maybe are just starting a startup, you know, in, in an entrepreneurial venture today that yeah. maybe you've learned quickly, you know, yeah. on the job? Yeah. Um, I think, the main thing, and I heard it from, from a friend, um, and it was, you know, it's going to be the loneliest journey of your life. And that can be true, but the reality is, is you just have to keep going and you just can't yeah. quit. And that, I think, is the piece that I've mastered at this point. Not mastered, but really that I've been able to just rely on is that no matter kind of what happens, you just kind of keep going forward. Yep. Um, and uh, the, to go off of that, you have to fall in love with the process and not the solution. Because if you fall in love with the process, it's never going to feel like failure. It's just going to feel like there was a tough day or there was a challenge, but you were able to learn from it. 
And at the end of the day, all of this is just a hypothesis and an experiment to see if it works. Yeah, um, I'm glad you say and that because I use, I use that term. That you, if you're doing a startup, you're doing an experiment. Yeah. And it is, an, it is a science project and it's an art project at the same time. 100%. Um, and you got to, you got to, you got to, Make sure it drives at the time when the market actually wants to to buy or look at it. So yeah, well, look, man, we lo- we love your energy. Uh, we love the the outside the box thinking. Um, I need to think through a couple more of the nuances to the to the program, but I think if you can embed yourself into competitions that are already happening on large scale, yeah, that that would in turn allow you to create a brand or partnerships where people say, yeah, I'll hook this up. You know, why wouldn't I? Or like if there's like even if there's a don't, I want you to think about one thing. If there's a donation component that mm-hmm. is mandatory mm-hmm. as part of this, and you went to Spartan Race or you went to a 5K or Hard Rock, you know, marathon, and you said to them, "Look, 10% of all the proceeds of this goes to there," I think they probably plug you in and say, Are you, "Do you want to, you know, donate to charity and 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 have another, you know, bet with your friends to to da 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 da." Yeah. That to me. If you say that, you probably they'll they'll probably do it. If not, I think they'll probably say like, "Am I basically enabling more peer-to-peer gambling?" Mm-hmm. But if I donate something, it kind of like takes away any negativity to it. But no, and that's, that's just my thinking. No, and, on, and, on the matter, and that's dead on. And just real quick, that was kind of how this started as a company. I don't know if you're familiar with Able Games at all um, there so it's what crossfit works with um any like adaptive athletes um and puts on a um competition and basically they reached out to us and they said hey we love what you're doing we want to be able to create this how do we do this yeah and uh so you're right on exactly with we would love to partner up with whoever is interested in this and yeah. uh and make something work awesome yeah all right man we'll use the term halo as you're yes. all around the industry we'll get this podcast up right when you hit the market and let's think strategically about who you partner up with first because that is going to be it's, it's like coming out of gates so like you're coming out strong or you're coming out like we got a couple of these small accounts you say to somebody after you launch yeah dude we did this event we did this hard rock thing we did this thing with lifetime and we did this thing with spartan race like bam like one you're gonna learn a ton about shit like this we got to tweak a couple things because people are using it a little differently than what we anticipated yeah and also you get like this brand equity of like this industry works off of who are your who your past successes and i'll i'll jump in because i can reference check that and then it becomes a thing yeah without you know a huge sales cycle so welcome to the industry thanks for coming and uh look forward to uh seeing you at future events bro sounds good thanks for having me good stuff